guys. Welcome to the podcast. This is Barbatos. And today we have a very special guest with us, Chris, Chris Lewis. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Yeah, thanks a lot. Doing great. And I uh, appreciate the invite. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for, for making the time. I know that you're uh, recuperating from uh, being sick. So we are very appreciative of, uh, of you uh, making the podcast today. Um, so uh, I want to start with, the. I mean, uh, for people that live under a rock, and don't know who Chris Lewis is. is it, they're probably familiar with Baritus, uh, which funny story. Um, do, do you know who John Sublan is? Sure, yeah. Okay. So um, it's a very small Catholic world, right? So Simone right. Riscola, who we had on the podcast, was on a uh, World Ablaze conference in California um, with the Sublans. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I know John because my wife is from Northern California. And then Simone was like, oh, it's such a small world. And Simone was like, oh, yeah, I, I was in, in Barbato's podcast. And John is like, oh, the guy that makes the illustrations has a podcast? I'm like, no, 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 that's a different one. It's Baritus, <laughs> not in Barbatos. So it's, it's funny. We'll take any traffic that we'll get if people confuse the, the two of us. Um, yeah, well, I have those to tell... don't know who Chris Lewis is. Oh, yeah. yeah? No, sorry. I just I, ahead, I had to, I had to tell you like the first time I saw the uh, the show icon pop up. I think it was on Instagram. I had to do a double take because I I wasn't I had to read the name twice. And I'm like, okay. I thought for a minute there, I thought somebody what? was trying to take the name. What are these guys doing? Yeah, it's copy. Like, no, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's kind of close, but you know, Keith from Grassroot Catholic, he he just like to annoy us. He says Barbados. On purpose, yeah. not, not yeah. Barbatos, but it's, I think it's like a, a decision that he has made. Yeah. Okay, but for those who don't know who Chris Lewis is, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am a, um, well, now I'm a full-time Catholic illustrator, and uh, basically what that means is I draw, and uh, I, I do all of my work digitally these days. I used to do more of like fine traditional drawing uh, in the past, but it just I've, I've just gravitated towards uh, digital work in the last decade or so. Um, I was naturally on a computer all day doing graphic design, and then I transitioned back into what I really love to do, which is illustration. So um, I started doing this about four years ago, and I really wanted to do just, you know, impactful Catholic-type um, illustration work. And uh, so I kind of just started doing it for fun and uh, threw a couple things onto Instagram to see if it would get any traction. And, you know, here we are four or five years later almost, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a full business for me, and, uh, you know, it's what I do all day. I've gotten to work with lots of great um, Catholics out there, and the, like you said earlier, the Catholic world's kind of small, and it's just so interesting to, like, run into all yeah. these different Catholics who have these projects going and to be able to lend these talents to help them. Um, so I do a little bit of that, and I also have a shop online where I sell a lot of the, the stuff I just do personally, so you know, t-shirts and stickers and prayer cards and things like that for people to, uh, to kind of help their devotional life and, and, and encourage them and inspire them in the faith and, and just get them into it in a different way. So yeah, that's, that's what Veritus is. And, uh, it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a, as a fellow designer, the first time that I, that your stuff popped up on Instagram, I was like, one of those things where you're like, ah, why didn't I think of that first? <laughs> but I'm not a good illustrator at all. I'm more on the uh, advertising marketing side of things. Uh, sure. That's that's where I uh, came up in. But immediately, the first stuff that I saw from you was like, okay, this is legit. 
This is yeah. amazing that there is somebody that's using uh, their talent, you know, to to beautify and to bring up the the quality of product within the Catholic Church. So I'm, I've been I've been a fan ever since. You know, I've, I've been following you for a while now, and it's it's super fun to just watch every one of your new creations, your saints, you know, the, the devotionals, everything that comes up is just like, okay, this guy just keeps getting better and better. I'm sorry, I'm, ca- I'm kind of like <laughs> fanboying, <laughs> fanboying a little bit, but it is pretty cool, you know, because you, I see it from the technical side too of everything that goes into into your craft. Yeah. Um, like the altar you did. Um, that's just incredible. How, how many hours did that take? Roughly? Oh, the, the uh, Mass of the Ages one um, with the large yeah. overhead altar scene. Yeah, that was a bit of a beast. I don't know. They, it, I must have been working on that for over a month. And, you know, not continuously, but um, I, mm-hmm. most, most of the work I do, you know, I can do it within a day or two days, you know, for most of the stuff, for more of the, the involved, complicated, intricate work, it might take a week or so, but I don't think I've pushed a month on anything else, but that just, first I, I actually built that in as a 3D model, and then I went in yeah. and kind of, and oh, drew wow. over top of it. So there was a lot, there were two, two phases of that project and uh, it took quite a while, but it was That's fun. awesome. Yeah. It's That's the question I wanted to ask. Sale. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the question that I wanted to ask. Walter, you can do everything else. <laughs> I can't take the rest of it. Uh, I was saying that it's a, th- it's a 3D model available for purchase. It's a collector's item kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. I, I actually, yeah, I was uh, thinking, I wonder how I could do something interactive with that. Uh, but uh, it wasn't fully fleshed out. But maybe in the future, who knows? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you start, you know, I, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, since you have like Legos of like yeah. Star Wars uh, aircrafts and whatnot. Why not? Like, so Baritu's Legos, uh, maybe not Lego, but you know, like you can put together yeah. the pieces of like your altar. Uh, it could be a thing. That would be uh, brainstorming yeah. here. Just brainstorming. Yeah, it's just spitballing. We're just spitballing. Yeah. <laughs> My kids would keep me in business with that. <laughs> They'd be buying them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, um, when I was uh, preparing the notes for our conversation today, um, I think in your website you mentioned that um, there was a spiritual and intellectual conversion that you experienced in 2018. Can you expand on that a little bit? Of what what happened? That you like? Are you a revert or are you a convert? Oh uh, yeah, it's a, I'll, I'll I'll do the the short version of the story. It's quite a complicated story, but. I was raised actually okay. in a Protestant family. We weren't um, all that. What's the word? Um, I mean, we we you know we believed in the Bible and we believed in Jesus and and you know we would pray maybe when we needed uh, some kind of divine assistance or something. But it wasn't really like a, a lived out faith. You know, we didn't we didn't <laughs> live it in day in day out and uh, make it really the center of our lives. I, I think. Um, you know, my grandparents probably were a better influence on the, of that sort of thing. But, you know, at least I got the basics. So, you know, I kind of got an understanding of what the Bible was or who Jesus was and these sorts of things. Um, but we were a military family, which means we moved around constantly. And every time we moved, you know, my parents would try and find another church. Sometimes they wouldn't find a church. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we didn't like the church that we found. So the experience was just all over the place, you know, and every time we would go to a different place, it wasn't like we stayed with one denomination. We, we switched denominations quite frequently. Um, but we were, we were essentially considered non-denominational or, um, 
you know, evangelical, but what we really were was fundamentalists. You know, we, we believe that we read okay. the Bible and we just understood it and um, that it answered, you know, everything we needed about the faith. And we just had our faith in Jesus. We, we basically didn't believe in the sacraments, but we, we uh, recited a little uh, prayer that kind of was our initiation into the life of Christ. And, uh, you know, that was fine a, a, as a child. And, you know, I, I never read the Bible, but I would read, you know, like David and Goliath books and that sort of thing. So I kind of knew the stories. But as I got older, it just it's, it didn't have the same weight for me. And, and some of the, the questions that I was beginning to encounter in the world around me and in life, it just wasn't doing it. And um, there was also a lot of friction in our house. So it started to seem very hypocritical, some of the things that I was being taught. And yet at the mm. same time, we didn't really live it. And so I really walked away from from that immature faith that I had as a child. And it wasn't until I met my wife uh, close to to 20, 19 or 20 years old that um, she introduced me to Catholicism and I knew nothing about Catholicism. Um, she was raised okay. Catholic. So uh, we attended, that was my first mass actually was our first date. She, she took me to mass that day. I didn't know what I was getting into, but um, I, I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't anything I was fearful of. You know, she was going, I loved her. I was like, okay, well I'll go, I'll go check it out. And uh, that ended right. up being me going every Sunday. And um, eventually we got married and, you know, I started asking more questions about like, what, 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 are, what are these things that we're doing here? What does this mean? And who is this? And mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about the saints or any of that. So um, that that process of just learning about the faith and opening up to it took quite a while. So like the first stage was just an openness to it. You know, I, I was very hostile towards the Christianity that was kind of forced on me as a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, as I got into my teenage years and I, I kind of like let that go and, and heal a little bit. And I was willing to say, OK, well, let me look at Christianity through this lens. And um, I'll tell you, it was the history that really got me, the history of, of Catholicism. Uh, my brother-in-law gave me a Scott Hahn CD. It was over. I mean, that flipped the switch. <laughs> and um, that yeah. that was really the the second conversion, which was which was an intellectual conversion where Oh, yeah. this is where the Bible came from. This is how it got passed on. This is why we do the sacraments. You know, these sort of things all started connecting and it started to, to uh, paint this picture of Catholicism and true Christianity that was just unbelievable to me. I was like, how does how, how does not the whole world know about this by now? Um, and so I mean, they used to. They used to. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I learned that those lessons, too, as I started to uncover the history about how that all happened and why my parents didn't know anything about Catholicism. Um, so, you know, that went on for a little while. But I even even in all that and with that motivation of the Holy Spirit and learning all the things that I was learning, I found myself over time getting into this routine where the intellectual conversion wasn't wasn't enough to carry me through to a real deep relationship with Christ. Right. And um, mm -hmm. I, I, to some extent, I was still trying to live like my life in the world. Well, I knew all these things about Catholicism. Hey, I'm going to mass on Sunday, right? I'm good. And I'm, I, I, under, I know all this stuff, but um, it really wasn't enough. And it wasn't until uh, in my early 30s, I had a huge health crisis. I was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer and went through a five-year period of just Thanks. trying to grapple with that. And in that period, though, it just really brought a lot of spiritual healing and just um, trustful surrender to God and to the Holy Spirit. And that I always say that was like my, my true spiritual conversion. 
And, you know, I came out of that just remade and deciding to devote every, like, just, I couldn't do both worlds. I had to give up the other, the old world had to go. Right. And so that was like that last, that last linchpin that kind of set me into really following my faith seriously and, and making our entire life about it, raising our kids in the faith strongly. And, um, that's what put me on traje- the trajectory to do Catholic art. I mean, it all kind of fell into place after that, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, that's that's how that that's what those that's three beautiful. three conversions. That, that's were. amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So, were you received into the church in 2018? No, I was. So I So it's unfortunate, um, but I not. It's it's fortunate and unfortunate. I converted into the church uh, in 2002 when we got married. Unfortunately, when oh, I did okay. that, it was more. It was more of like a convenience um, mm-hmm. because we wanted. You know, we <laughs> to marry do the, your wife exactly. And I didn't really know what I was getting into. It took many years before I started to learn like w- what I did. But, you know, God is merciful. And, and I think he, <laughs> he worked with me through that. And just, you know, we did go to mass every Sunday. So I was picking things up. But it, it wasn't like I'll tell you, I didn't, they, you know, they asked me to pick a patron saint, you know, when you get when you get baptized. Yeah. I had no mm-hmm. idea what that was. I'm like, I don't know who the saints were. So like it, things like that, you know, it took me a while. Just give to, me the most popular one. Yeah. <laughs> Who does everybody pick? There's got to be a Christopher, right? And, you know, there was. So that's what I did, unfortunately. My my patron has changed, and maybe we'll get into that in a little bit. But I'm not changed, but I've I've taken to St. Peter. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, that that's that's the, how that happened. That's <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay, so let's talk about St. Peter because the Cool Vadi's illustration that, that that's a, that's a more recent one that you released, I think, on Instagram at least. It is. It's funny because it's actually one of my oldest ideas. Um I probably came up with that idea um 6 or 7 years ago and um oh, Okay. I just sketched it out really quickly and I never really finished it. And then when I started up an Instagram account, I tried to do a, a better sketch, but it took me about five years before I got to finishing it. I just finished that a, a couple months ago. And that's really like one of my favorite pieces. It's probably my favorite piece. It, it's just all the symbolism in it. Um, just the story of um, the Quo Vadis, you know, um, story from tradition. And um, also kind of the the forgiveness of Peter and, and our Lord kind of telling him about his martyrdom to come in the Gospels. Like just that whole... Mm-hmm. Thing. I just I love it, and Saint Peter has really become sort of a saint that's um, stood out to me as I've begun to learn about the saints over the years, and um, I just identify him with them really well. I mean, he's kind of a kind of a rough around the edges, and you know, wasn't always saying the right thing or doing the yeah. right thing, but it's like he wanted to do it, he just didn't know how to do it, and I've really resonated with that, and yeah. um, hopefully that I can follow our Lord to my own death one of these days. Uh, as he did in, you know, whether, whether in hard times or easy times. Right. Yeah. What, what I really love about your style is the intentionality of your work. It, it, it just feels very raw and authentic. And the closer you look, the more details you pick up, you know, and I really like doing that. I like dissecting it. And finding, you know, oh, look, he put a key. Oh, there's a skull right there where I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting it. Like uh, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, that's pretty incredible. You know, mm-hmm. so all, all of your illustration have, somebody can just, anybody can just draw a picture, but 
not a lot of people can tell a story, you know, and, and the, your faith, you know, and how you are devoted to your Catholic faith really shines through in your knowledge of what you put in your, in your work. And, um, it's, it, it's really, uh, astounding. You know, I think like Walter said, if people Catholics specifically have been living under a rock and don't know you, it's like, what a treat because they get to see all the library as we've kind of like grown and, and, and gotten all that work as it's coming out. And, and we're always looking forward to more. So. Oh, thanks be to God. Yeah. I was just yeah. having dinner with the, um, sorry. I was just having dinner with a couple of friends before, um, we recorded, uh, today and, uh, I show them your Etsy shop and they're like, why did I not know about this buddy twos person? <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling you, yeah, you need to get stickers for everybody and uh, t-shirt. Uh, yeah, my my son. <clears throat> well, he he doesn't fit in his Saint Michael the Archangel T-shirt anymore. Oh. So now my <laughs> second son is the proud owner of the Saint Michael the Archangel T-shirt. It's very coveted <laughs> in the Cantu household. Um, so we might need to get another. Uh, yeah one of those. Um, but wait, uh, I wanted to, to ask you something about the, the name in and of itself, because mm -hmm. uh, baritos means a, a trumpeting or a war cry. Mm -hmm. um, so when you thought about what came first, like the Instagram page or like the Etsy shop, or it was like a progression that you started it as a hobby and then it became a business, or was it always uh, thought as a business and then you were like, baritos, why not? Yeah, no, you're that the last one's exactly it. I, I had no intent of starting a business. I was actually working in corporate America in marketing. I'd been in marketing for uh, said well, I, when I left, it was 17 years at that time. I don't know how many, you know, a little, mm -hmm. little less than that. But um, I had been doing graphic design as a in-house designer for all these years. And, um, you know, I thought I had a pretty set career and that things were fine. And uh, I just started as I grew in my faith, I started using my spare time at work to just do a little Catholic doodles in the sidelines of my work. And then I thought, you know, I kind of like this and, and, uh, you know, maybe there's something to this. Um, and so when I created the Instagram account, it was really just to inspire me to get back into drawing. When I was a kid, I would sit at my desk for hours. I mean, just like all day drawing. And that's just what I did when I was a kid. I wasn't very athletic, at least as I got older. And uh, so drawing was my thing, and I spent my my time doing that, and I kind of missed it. And so um, I, I created that Instagram account as a, as a way to get back into it. And I never would have dreamed that I would have had more than 10 followers, let alone what I have today, or people even asking me to put things on products. But that's really what happened is um, the more work I started putting up, people were saying, hey, can you make a sticker of that? Or can you, you know, make a print of that or something like that? And I thought, you know what? I can. I develop products um, in my corporate job all day long, and why not develop Catholic products? So it kind of like the Lord really yeah. prepared the way perfectly where I had got, gained all this experience, and now I was able to apply it to the, to the corporate endeavor. I'm sorry, to the Catholic endeavors. And um, so I just started doing that and seeing, you know, stickers were a pretty easy way to start. Started doing mm -hmm. that. Um, and, it, and it just kind of took and people wanted more and And so, yeah, when the, so the name to back to your point about the name though, um, because I had been in marketing and I had been building brands and products and things for all these years, 
I knew how difficult it was to come up with a name that wasn't taken. I mean, you see all the names these days that are coming out and it's like, you have to either spell it wrong or like, you know, do, do something yeah. crazy to it so you can get it trademarked. <laughs> um, but you know what? We were Catholic, so we have the Latin language and that helps. Um, so I came across this yeah. word Veritus reading some ancient Roman history and I was like, I like that. I like the lore feel to it. And uh, it kind of, it reminded me of like the battles of the old Testament and the battle at the end of times mm -hmm. with the angels. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's something to that. I like it. And the sword and the trumpet became the natural symbols um, just because of the meaning of the word. So they worked so well together because I felt like they represented proclaiming the truth and defending the truth. You know, there you go. That's a name. Um, it was, it was masculine. It was powerful. So I went with it and um, yeah, it's been five years now. And when I started that Instagram account, I had played with some other names. And once I settled on that, you know, it just stuck. And I didn't, I didn't bother going back after that. Look back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that the thing that you said that it is, it is masculine, masculine and it is powerful. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's, there's, um, there's not a lot of that in terms of like design not not to like punch down on any of the other Catholic designers that are out there, but um, there's there's a lot of women mm -hmm. designers that are Catholic yeah. that are putting out great products, yeah. but sometimes they they seem uh, a tad feminine. Yeah. What's well, more know, delicate? I, I want right? to put it more delicate. Yeah. Yes, yes. I think that's like a better way, better word to explain. There's a more delicate art. Um, But like you know, I have this uh, memento mori mm -hmm. sticker from from Baritus, and uh, I was like, "That's pretty red." Like I almost wanted to ask you, like, if you, can can I can I take this and uh, use it as a tattoo? Um, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, you have to. I want a memento mori. You have mori. to trademark it on on all your arm too. You have yeah. to put Chris's name But, all over right. your chest. I know. And then and then Baritus we can talk Catholic. about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I told my wife, like, I wonder if uh, Baritas would do, like, the like the stencil for it, and then I just go to the two artists and be like, I want this, yeah. put it on my on my body. Um, which, by the way, have you had anyone, uh, like, tag you on Instagram on anything? It's like, hey, I got this tattooed on me that is some of your illustrations. Well, I was but you just gave him the idea, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was, I was going to say, actually, you would not believe I get, I get, I had two of them today. Um people that want no way <laughs> people that want tattoos of stuff I've created I, I've lost count at this point how many people have gotten one and they'll send me the pictures too and uh, That's awesome. I, yeah that blows me away I mean just I'm creating this work but you want to put it on 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 you for life i mean that's uh, quite a compliment so thank you to anyone who's done that and i always tell people i don't you know if you see my work and you want to do that and that's a commitment you're willing to make go for it i don't you don't mm -hmm. You know, as long as it's personal, you know, and you're not like reselling yeah. that as a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So to kind of take stamps from my yeah. <laughs> um, tattoo on my unnecessarily. Um, so, okay, how would you describe the style of your illustration? Because I, I, this is very foreign to me. Like Gustavo probably has an idea of this, but I don't. And it's for those that are, that are looking at your your stuff. Like, how, how do you describe? the style of your illustration yeah it's, it was sort of an accident i fell into i mean i when i was young i was in the comic book so i was kind of like trying to copy you know people like todd mcfarlane and uh, you know that was sort of what i was into and then unfortunately i never got into like the renaissance or baroque 
you know, masterpieces when I was young, just not being Catholic and not really having that visual aesthetic in our upbringing. Um, so I kind of missed out on that. But mm-hmm. um, I uh, later in my younger adult years, I came across people like Gustave Doré, who did the copper etchings back in the, I don't remember now if it was 19th or 18th century, but one of those two. And um, I started to come across more artists like that because I was really into like classic like children's books. And for a while, I actually thought that's the direction I would go with my career. Okay. Um, and so I started looking at people like that. So Arthur Rackham was another one. And um, I just love the way that they used, you know, um, lines and, you know, uh, the way that they created compositions that really were evocative and told stories and they're powerful. And it just, it, mm-hmm. they engaged me. And so um, I started gravitating more a little towards that sort of look, I guess, over the years. But I didn't want to just copy people and I didn't specifically sit down and like try and copy them or anything. Um, it wasn't until I was doodling on the sidelines of my things at work that um, I would just practice around kind of mixing all the things I liked. So like wood woodcut illustrations from those old 19th century books and, you know, people like Dore. And I just kind of took the things that I liked and, and what really moved me. And I started doodling and practicing a little bit. And over time, I just fell into the style that became natural. And that's what, that's the thing I tell artists. A lot of people say like, how do I develop a style? The first thing is don't fight it. Don't force it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can get inspired by things you see, but if you're trying to force it, you're just going to be working uphill all the time. And it was when I kind of settled into that groove that it just came naturally. I was like, okay, this is it. This is how I'm going to start drawing. And, but it took a long time to, to get to that. It was, it was a lot of experimentation and just, you know, not taking it too seriously, just trying to have fun and yeah. and create stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love that because um, I think one of the things that you mentioned about like the wood edgings, uh, the wood carvings mm-hmm. style, um, we had uh, Brian Edwards on the podcast um, a few episodes ago. And I think you, um, you did the cover for uh, one of his yeah. books. I have it. Here somewhere. Stork. Yep. Stork. Yeah. Oh, not this one. Right? Um, that, that one he, he did, did one, himself. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. Good work, Brian. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> good work, Brian. Uh, but yeah, it, and it looks pretty fantastic, yeah. and it's also like a lot of symbolism in that one. Um, so all of those like uh, styles that you mentioned, they look comic esque, and I think if if I remember correctly, you've also uh, collaborated with. Uh, some uh comics like catholic comics i did a uh like a fan piece for voyage comics who who they do catholic um Mm -hmm. catholic titles and i did a a poster for one of their their lead titles yeah and that was kind of a uh, like a homage you know a throwback to like me when i was a kid so i was like catholic comic books that's pretty awesome let me let me do a yeah homage to it (laughs) so that was finian actually that was the one i did that's awesome Finian? Phineas. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They, Do you uh, know about it they, I don't. I don't know how many books they've oh. done for that now. At least, at least a handful, I think. Um, okay. I'll have to check yeah, it out. But Voyage Comics is the, is the one, is the uh, title. Where is the company that I think okay. you're thinking of there? Yeah. That's what okay, it is. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Uh, Gustavo, help me out. Do you have any questions that I haven't asked yet? Uh, no, I'm, you mentioned... I've been talking a lot. <laughs> you, you mentioned that uh, the St. Peter illustration was your favorite. Other than that, which one is one of the ones that stand out for you or that you could consider your second favorite? Uh, you know, the Virtues poster, that one has become a, quite a big hit. And I really loved putting that one together and just doing something a little bit different. I mean, who doesn't love to see demons getting what's coming to them yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> it was kind of fun doing that and in, in different ways that were hopefully a little bit creative for people to see you know something yeah. different and the one illustration in that that's really kind of taken off on its own is was the saint therese and i think people just love the fact that she's killing a demon by just mm -hmm. barely showering some flower petals on it and uh, yeah. i have to say like i'm I really ended up liking that that particular concept. I like the whole concept of that poster a lot, but that one ended up being one of my favorites. And St. Therese, I got married at the Church of the Little Flowers, so she's kind of like a you know a family patron for us. So yeah, there's that nice. too. Um, I'm working on one with Mary in Purgatory, which I've, I've I, I did that initial sketch maybe two years ago now, and I just cannot find time to finish it finish it up but hopefully one of these days i can finish that i think that's going to be a fun one um yeah it's just mary bringing souls into heaven from purgatory. yeah releasing the souls from purgatory but she's she's under the under a uh an escort of angels like under a canopy you know and she's she's like the light source in the piece um oh nice i i like to do things that are symbolic but also you you kind of said it earlier but you know that tell a story or bring you into a story and and engage your imagination so you can kind of go deeper into your into your meditations on these topics um so anything that's that you know helps you pause for a minute and just contemplate the the deeper realities of these things that's what i really love doing it's it is sort of storytelling even even in cases where it's just one image, you can tell a story with one yeah. image like that. And that's why I put a lot of symbolism in that St. Peter piece, because every little detail in there tells some part of St. Peter's story. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's uh, that poster about the um, the seven mm -hmm. virtues. Yeah. Um, my wife saw it. And I'm like, we need yeah. we need one of those. So we got a couple oh, of them as well. Yeah. We, have, we have yet to frame. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you got like some uh, heavy hitters in that poster. You had uh, Saint Benedict, Saint Therese. Um, I forgot Saint the others, Joseph. I know that Saint Benedict is the one that's Saint Joseph yeah. fighting Assyria. That's right, right? Mm -hmm. Saint Benedict. Yeah, just putting his uh, um, his work and his his staff right through the <laughs> through Assyria. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the one that I really liked too was uh, the Exodus. You know, when you're seeing the back of the Israelite as they're sprinkling the blood on the doorposts, because it's just so on and off. You know, there's a contrast that you play a lot with in your illustrations that I really mm -hmm. like, that it's not super colorful. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's like two, three colors, maybe at most. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Yeah. But there's a lot of um, symbolism and intentionality. I got to keep coming back to that word because you use mm -hmm. your color very, very... Uh, intentional. He's like a little splash here where I want kind of like that uh, attention to go to, you know, but overall, I think all, all of them are my favorite. And I think it's, it's really exciting to see what's coming back. I had a, an idea that you maybe like do uh, the divine comedy, you know, the seven levels of, you know, yeah, 
I can would, just imagine the world <laughs> that you if would I, have to illustrate. But yeah, and and you know, like I said, Dore is one of my favorites, and he just, I mean, he, he did an amazing job on that whole series. Um, mm -hmm. But that that would, I actually had someone recently ask me to do one panel from that from the uh, Divine Comedy, so yeah. that might I might do one um, coming for for something. Uh, but actually, it's interesting you brought up color. I forgot to mention that during my uh, how I developed my style. But I I used to do pixel art, and um, I used to do that yeah. with minimal palettes. And we could only do I, I'm I, I'm dating myself now. This was like decades ago, but um, I think we could only do four colors, maybe six. Um, but that's where I learned the the limitation doing the limited palette. Um, and so when I started illustrating, mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to. You know, if you do it too colorful, it starts to look comic booky. Um, but if you if you really keep that palette limited, it, it it does have sort of a traditional, almost statuesque feel to it. Um, so it kind of yeah. worked, and I pulled that from my old yeah. pixel art days. So there's just nice. another another weird thing that I brought in to develop that style. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not like eight bit or thirty two bit um, illustration. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but uh, but like, and and also, I think, are you involved in the printing process, or do you just like send it out? Like the thing that you're doing with like embossing, not embossing, but like gold foiling and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, how did that process like? How did you come to that conclusion to say, oh, this would look really cool in gold? <laughs> well, know? I it, yeah, some of it came from what uh, some of the products I was doing in the corporate world, um, and I just learned mm. to to work with printers to to do those sorts of things. And I really wanted to do it because um, I really wanted to make high quality art on high quality Catholic products that were, you know, traditional and reverent and embodied the whole aesthetic that that really inspires people in their in their faith and you know you go into some of the most beautiful churches in the world the catholic churches and they're just you know gold from floor to ceiling and in, in in all the ornamentation and the details and you know i wanted to bring some of that over into the products i make too so i spent a long time just uh, testing and and uh vetting printers and talking with printers and just getting the right people who I wanted to do these projects. And um, so I put a lot of time and money into into doing that the right way so that when people yeah. do go and support it in the shop, you know, they're getting a good product. Um, totally. The only thing I don't do myself are the large format posters and the phone cases just because of the, the, the posters are a little bit difficult yeah. for us to manage in this house. And uh, the phone cases, you know, there's like a million uh, device case style so you know they print all those on demand and right. they ship separately but everything else in my shop nice. i do all the product development for that and then we fulfill it my wife and my daughter actually have taken over the fulfillment of the shop so you know they sit here every night and they pack nice. the orders for you guys and they pack them with love <laughs> oh awesome yeah, nice. that's amazing that's it, amazing. beautiful that it's kind of like a family endeavor at this point so when you mentioned like the churches right we have a church here in in scottsdale uh, they, they just redid it and they have beautiful murals all over the place. It's, it's gorgeous. Um, have you been approached by either a church or like just somebody to do a mural? Have you done something that it's like really large scale like that? I've only had, had a few parishes reach out about licensing work that I've already done to, to print and then put into their parishes. Um, 
I did do some work with a company um, who did some stained glass windows. They're actually printed stained glass windows. And so I did a series of those um, for a church, a parish out in Oklahoma. But um, the few that have come to me who wanted something original for like a large space, it can be done. I just don't, I'm I'm on the fence about that. I don't know that my art, it might work. I mean, if it's done in a certain way, it, it might work. It works for for the stained glass windows. I think that fits really well. Uh, for the mm-hmm. murals, you know, there's just something about seeing a painted mural. And there's there's so many uh, um, church, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Um, church design studios or uh, art studios who are yeah. doing those things really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've trained in that for who, who knows how long. They've been doing it for yeah. decades. And um I think those people should probably be doing that since I'm a digital artist, but <laughs> it, w- it is a cool thought. I've often wondered if it can be done in a way that, that makes sense, but um, yeah, I haven't yeah. gotten there yet. There you go. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, where do you draw inspiration from? I know the faith, obviously, but um, is it like book, uh, um, books about like devotionals or uh, uh, books about the history of the church uh, or like, you know, you mentioned churches. Like when I went to Europe, I was like, it, it, it in awe, my jaw was hitting the floor every single time I entered a church. Like where do you draw inspiration from? Yeah. I mean, it's a vast Catholic world. It is. It is. And I, I mean, I try to draw it from wherever it's speaking to me, honestly, but I think the places that it comes from most are, have been traveling to Europe and going into some of these cathedrals that are just, you know, hundreds of years old that are floor to ceiling, just ornate and decorate decorative and just have the most amazing artwork. I mean, like you, my, my jaw dropped when I saw some of these things for the first time, it was like nothing I'd seen here before. Um, so a lot of that really got me started, you know, a couple trips to Rome a number of years ago, right before I started the Baratus, um, really kind of put me on that path to, to be like, that's when I started thinking like, oh, maybe I can draw some of these things too. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a digital artist, but you know, maybe, maybe this is a way to do it for people, you know, who, for, of this, of this generation who want to see these traditional concepts and, and uh aesthetics but they maybe they want to see in a way that speaks to them more uh where they are today and so that's kind of what that really inspired me to do that i also read a lot of history so history books um about the catholic faith those you know i'll I'll come across some antidote in catholic history and just like oh that's cool i gotta do that uh also scripture like i just love i love reading (laughs) the historical books and scripture like those inspire me as well um you know, I did some stuff for Ascension recently and like there's nothing more fun than drawing some of those Old Testament figures like Joshua and 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 just kind of making those stories of, of the biblical history come alive. So, yeah, I try to pull it from wherever. Sometimes music will even do it. You know, sometimes just being at mass will do it. You know, the Assumption of Mary image I drew that came to me in just like one instant vision while I was sitting in mass. So sometimes it's just the Holy spirit just sending that stuff to me. And I try and be receptive to it w- when I can and, and hurry up and get home and get onto my computer so I can, you know, <laughs> scribble it down and don't forget it. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I think that like that you, that combination of like 
yes, you're a digital artist, but you bring in tradition into the digital world mm -hmm. in a way where like we're consuming media on our phones every, every single day. So it's good that, you know, someone who's scrolling might come upon your work and, um, be able to to use that for like mm -hmm. uh, contemplation mm -hmm. uh, or in their own personal walk of faith, right. right? So I think that's very valuable. And and uh, God bless you for the work that you're doing. And we're so glad that um, you know that you can make a living in a family business yeah. out of it. That is fantastic. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, thanks yeah. be to God. I like I said, I didn't see this coming, and it's all just a huge blessing. It's been a blessing for our family too. And getting to bring my older children into it as well has been and just getting getting seeing how this work has been important to people and hearing how, how what it's meant to them i mean like you guys have told me i mean that means more than i can can possibly tell you and um i just thank god that he's for whatever reason chosen me to to do these things and has given me a talent to do it so yeah thanks be to god mm-hmm um, two two more yep. questions, and, and they're kind of related. Do you have anything? Uh, have you done any work of illustration uh, related to like uh, Mexican saints, other than Our Lady in of Guadalupe in in Juan Diego, like the Cristero uh, saints and things no? Like but that? I really, I actually want to do a, a, a series of these because I'm really moved by them and. Um... I actually want to do, I had a Lepanto flag for a while, but I actually want to do a series of Catholic flags, including a Cristero's flag too. Um, so I, 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 things have been so busy right now. I'm trying to actually slow down a little bit so I can do some personal projects more next year. Okay. Um, so things like that, I would just love to get to and, and be very intentional about doing series of work, uh, you know, of oh, different, okay. different subjects. And that's definitely one of them. I've had a lot of requests for that too, as well as, uh, Spanish prayer cards and things. So I know I need to jump on that. Nice. <laughs> we can help yeah, with the translations, by the way, native Spanish <laughs> yeah. speakers. Over good. I we can vet it. Good. We can, um, I can proof it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can do that. We can uh, uh, exchange in collaboration to do uh, illustration of Blessed Solanus Casey. Yeah. Have, are you familiar with so him? So I don't, like I was saying earlier, I didn't, I had kind of a blind spot with the saints and he's one that, that I didn't hear about until recently. A friend of ours actually had uh, sort of a, a miracle happen actually because of their devotion to him. And um, that was the first I'd heard about him. So I don't know a lot about him, but um, I, I, I know people who have been touched in, in their lives by, by his intercession. And uh, yeah, I, I, I want to read about all these people. It's just, I, it's just yeah. amazing. Oh, well, well, we have book recommendations and yeah. episodes that you can <laughs> okay, watch. Yeah. So we'll send them nice. your way. Yeah, and he's more, <laughs> well, I always thought he was more recent, but I, I did look him up. I was surprised to see he was born in the 1800s. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, I guess he, he he died in the early or mid-1900s. Yeah. 1956. Okay. So yeah, I guess that's why I think of him as more of a, a recent saint, but yeah. Modern, yeah. Yeah, in a way. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, I think... Uh, I was reading just today, I think Therese of Lisieux died in like 1925, mm, that's right. something yeah. like that. So you're thinking like, these people were alive around the same oh, time. Yeah. It's trying to make it like this, he was alive and he was, and mm -hmm. she was alive. That's and interesting. Alive. Yeah. Um, so they're contemporaneous to, to each other. Uh, it's like just different parts right, of yeah. the world. People are living their faith and now they're like oh, these giants of Catholicism. Right. Uh, 
that we were standing on their shoulders. Yeah, maybe somebody will do an uh, illustration of you in a hundred years, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Well, who did your? Who did the logo? Patron like saint it. of digital yeah. artists. <laughs> I, I I did that. Okay, nice. Yeah, I, that's yeah. one of the things. You guys got a great logo because that it, it just really stands out. It's nice and and uh, bold. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was a fun uh, process. We were wanting to have um, a saint that was had a gnarly beard. Yeah. So it came down to Padre Pio, see Maximilian Colby, and um, Blessed Solanas Casey. Blessed Solanas. Okay. So we ended up landing on, on Solanas, even though we everybody loves, uh, all three of us love the other two saints, and we know right. about them. It's like we really wanted to develop a friendship with a lesser known saint and it's been it's been pretty amazing you know i think i really encourage you to it's been an amazing to, right <laughs> uh, befriend them and and potentially do some work with them especially because he's an american uh soon to be saint hopefully you know there's there's a case for his condensation already underway and um and yeah we've talked to people that that have like experiences and his uh, stories about their intercession to him and and, and how it's panned out and it's it's pretty incredible, you know. We're super super lucky to have him as as the patron saint here. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for your time. This has been very edifying. Uh, thank you for giving us an insider's look at the work that you do. Um, what what is next for Baritus? Uh, you know, I've got so many things just lined up in the queue, but I'm really looking forward. Like I said, to next year, I've got some personal projects that I've just, they've been on hold for like two years now and I'm just like dying to get to them. So, uh, you know, I have a few more client projects to wrap up for this year and then, um, and then I'm off doing, doing those things, you know, uh, early next year. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, for those that want to check out Chris's work, uh, you can go to etsy.com slash shop slash baritus catholic and um on instagram he a uh, you're at baritus That's catholic correct. as well yeah. right and actually on etsy if you go baritus catholic dot etsy dot com it gets there even easier i think oh, there you go oh okay baritus catholic dot com there you go that's yeah. even easier or baritus catholic dot com will link well, to all thank that you stuff. so much for your time sorry yeah Oh really? Yeah, no. yeah. That links. That's probably the easiest. It. Well, we'll put the, we'll put it in okay. the show notes. Yeah, there's not much on the site, but it's a good place to link to everything. That's right. You have your website. Why <laughs> the website doing the? Yeah, that's a hub. <laughs> and when are you? Awesome. When are you? When is the podcast coming out? Because I think somebody said yeah. that you have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I did. You know, because you have so much free time. This is the first episode. Yeah, I know. I did create a YouTube channel, though. I, I, I reserved it, so eventually I can start doing maybe some animation type of stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, nice. We'll see what's in store. Who knows? There you go. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Well, Chris. We really appreciate your Thanks time. Again. And God bless you and, and the work you do. Well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. God bless both and of you. Thank you. For everybody else, go to um, direct.me forward slash Barbatus for more information about the podcast, show notes, where to find us in all the, the other platforms that we have. And uh, see you guys next week. Bless Selena's Casey. Us. Pray for us.